Hello and welcome back to Encounters with God, a series of podcasts of Seven Vineyard where we are looking at this massive topic of people in the Old Testament who had these meetings with God. What was that like? What did it mean that they encountered God? And is there something that we can learn about that for us? Uh, my name is Bern Lecky and I'm joined today by Jess Peterson. How are Hello. you, Jess? Hi, Ben. I'm well. It's really good to be chatting to you. Now, Jess, what do you do? Oh, wow. That is such a big question. I am a mother. First of all, I'd say that's my main job. And um, I have two children and my one child has extra needs because of his chromosomal condition. So that keeps me quite busy making sure he gets all the care he needs. And besides that, I am trained in graphic design and visual communication. Um, so I do a bit of graphic design and um, social media stuff and websites. And then um, also I have been involved in church leadership for many, many years. And so I enjoy leading worship and I just enjoy yeah, being involved in church. And so I've been on um the church leadership team in my previous church signal in cape town since we started it um as students and maybe 10 11 years and then coming to bristol um on the team with my husband caleb who leads bristol vineyard and tim and julie cole wow so i am very much struck by um, a very wide range of responsibilities that you yeah. have and and a lot that life has has taken you across different parts of the world mm-hmm. um and I'm struck as well by the fact that when we talked about having this series at Seven Vineyard and and gave people the choice of Bible characters to come and talk about, you picked one of the sort of most famous, biggest, widest ranging characters. I think his story, you said it was in runs across four books of the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Uh, Moses. What, how, what attracted you to talk about Moses? What grabbed your attention? Yeah, that is um, a great question because I wasn't expecting that I would choose Moses, but I really wanted it to be a spirit-led thing. So um, I had actually just finished reading the story of Joseph and I thought that that's what I would talk on because it's so obvious that, you know, it was fresh in my mind. But when I asked God what he wanted me to speak on, he said, Moses, I really felt that. And I kind of double checked. I was like, are you sure? But I did feel the confirmation that I was supposed to talk on Moses. And um, yeah, and so I really enjoyed diving into it. And luckily, Owen asked me quite well in advance. So I had a lot of time, which I really needed because, yeah, those are four long books of the Bible to read through. And I really wanted to understand the full context. I didn't just want to speak from one verse that I liked. Um, I wanted to really go in knowing who Moses is. So, yeah, it was such a amazing opportunity and excuse to delve into the story of Moses. Brilliant. Now, for anyone who hasn't read all of those books, maybe, I don't know, may have found Moses in a, in a story somewhere or in a musical somewhere or some yeah, encountered Moses somewhere, but isn't quite sure, sort of, actually, who is Moses? What did he do? What's Tell us about Moses. What's, what's special about him? I think what's amazing about Moses is that there is so much detail of his entire life, like even starting from before he was born, you know, there's an introduction 
of what Egypt was like at the time, what had happened since Joseph had been um, in, in a place, a position of power in the palace, and that the Egyptians were now living in Egypt because of what Joseph had done and the favor that he had brought onto the Hebrew nation. Um, and so that's kind of the backdrop as we as we start in Exodus. And then it opens up to, to also actually talk about um, how Pharaoh, the, the latest Pharaoh had forgotten about what Joseph had done. And so he was seeing the, the Israelite people as a threat um, and fearing that they would rise up because they, they were growing and growing in numbers, that they would rise up and actually join forces with other um, outside nations and try and overthrow Egypt. So he was threatened and in his response to feeling threatened was to instruct two midwives, um, Shifra and Pua, to um, kill all the baby boys when they were born. And these women actually are unsung heroes because they refused to listen to Pharaoh. And um, and they their excuse was that the Hebrew women give birth too quickly and they can't attend to the birth in time. <laughs> so that was the first step. Then the second step was that Pharaoh then said, okay, well, if, if they're not able to kill the boys at birth, then the parents, he instructed the parents to throw their own babies into the Nile to drown. So that is the backdrop. And so, yeah, it's just there's so much um, amazing detail of his entire life, you know. So he's born into this very sort of difficult circumstances where he really shouldn't have survived, basically. Yes. You're saying, yes. And then he takes people through other difficult circumstances, right? He's a, mm. he's a leader, Lots of leaders have different styles, don't they? Some people are good at leading in easy times. Some leaders are very inspirational. What what kind of leader would you say Moses was? Yeah, so I think what's interesting is that God describes Moses as the most humble man. Um, and that's quite a, you know, a title. And, and I think that is a beautiful way. I mean, that's how God describes Moses um, for his humility. And I think that is that is the kind of leader that he is. He's a humble leader. Um, as I said in the talk in the beginning, he obviously has this sense of calling on his life. And so he acts on it in his own strength by trying to um, slay an Egyptian who's abusing one of his people. And that goes wrong and, and he flees because of being caught out for doing that. And I think that there's a huge transformation in his life and heart and the maturing in that time in the desert where he gets married, he starts a family, he's shepherding, he's working for his father-in-law, which is probably quite humbling. And in that time, it looks like he, he really matures into a very humble man who's, who's very aware of his need for God every step mm. of the way. Yes, interesting. Okay, so people aren't following Moses because they think he's particularly clever mm. or has some brilliant idea or or that they think he's flawless because uh, mm. i remember as you said in the story it starts off with him doing something really bad mm. and people have seen it and and they you know why would they follow him like politicians today they do you know send out enough wrong tweets uh yeah. you know, that's your end of your political career uh, if you imagine yeah. imagine we found out an mp had killed someone yeah <laughs> well, yeah they wouldn't they wouldn't get anywhere would they but yeah. moses was became trusted yeah i wonder how how do you think that happened well it's so beautiful because 
after the burning bush, um, Moses goes back to his father-in-law and says, tells him, I feel God's calling me to go into Egypt. Um, and his father-in-law is not a, a Hebrew person. So, you know, he's he has to obviously explain the story to him and explain why he needs to go. And then um, on his way, God actually says to Moses, um, just want you to know that everyone's like forgotten about what you did. So um, that I think I thought that was so beautiful because God knew that fear in him. And I think at the burning bush, when he gives all those excuses, I think he was probably fearful of people not not trusting him because of what he'd done. And he probably had shame about it. But then God actually just speaks into that and sees that in his heart and says, don't worry, they're not um, upset with you anymore. So he got reassured him that he, that everything would be okay and they would trust him. And then obviously also backed it up with the miracles so that, um, so that they would know that God really is with him. Right. Right. So part of it then is, is that he was genuinely close to God. And so, yeah, God could do stuff with him. Mm, (laughs) Um, But this other thing that that really intrigues me about Moses and the things that, that that you brought out quite a lot in your talk, a word the word resilience. I've, I don't think I've ever seen in in an English translation of the Bible, yeah. but it's a very popular word now because it's a really important idea, isn't it? Um, yeah. Especially like in education, resilience of uh, bringing up kids. The idea that, yeah. and for us as well, the idea that we can make mistakes. Mm. and it's okay we can recover mm. from them we, we can learn from failures it don't have, they don't have to be the end of us mm. um is that your understanding of resilience is it more than that yeah i would sum it up as the ability to bounce back in difficult circumstances <laughs> and yeah i think having that kind of grit um in a fast-paced instant gratification society actually becomes harder i feel like in times gone by, it was so normal to come up against hardship in everyday life. You know, there weren't so many answers to sickness and all these kind of things, which now are more um, on tap, on demand for us. So that's why I think it's so important to look at resilience because it's something we almost have to be more conscious about and remember that life isn't just supposed to be a breeze, which is sometimes what we expect it to be. And I think also there can be misconceptions about um, in like faith circles about like if God's favors on you, that everything's just going to go right. And I think what's Mm. so beautiful about all the heroes of the Bible is that God's favors on them and things don't go right. And to be reminded that that's not a sign of, of God having deserted you at all. So, yeah, to, to answer, yeah, just to answer your question about what is resilience. Yeah, I think it's, it is that ability to, um, yeah, to bounce back from hard situations. But, you know, how do you do that? That's the mm. trick. Like, and is it just looking within yourself, which is maybe the world's way of dealing with resilience and saying, like, I can do this. But what I loved was that Moses turned to God. And that is so much more powerful than just trying to convince yourself you you can do it okay so that that sounds amazing what have you learned maybe from moses or or anywhere else what have you learned about how that works Hmm. um yeah i found it very actually challenging seeing how 
um, he literally turned to God in everything. And it's definitely just through studying studying that pattern of how he deals with hardship has affected me. It's challenged me like when I face little hardships in my day, what is my automatic response? And, um, and I'm trying to be inspired by him to make it, make my automatic response, just prayer in that moment. Um, so yeah, does that answer your question? Oh yeah, well, I'd I'd love to dig into this because I think yeah, because resi- I think resilience is something that I want more of. Mm. It's it's something I want to be really good at passing on. Mm. You know, I I want my son to grow up resilient, mm. and and I also love what you said earlier on about the difference between sort of knowing what's how do you know what God's doing if it's not the same as just all oh, well, things are going well. You know, I recognise that. Yeah, I recognise that. It, that you know, how often we say, "Oh, things are going well," so God answered my prayer. <laughs> you know, yeah. rather than saying, "Oh, things are really difficult," so God's really giving me loads to do. Yeah. <laughs> God's really building me up and strengthening me here. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I don't say that as often because I because I because I look at bad things and I go, oh, I'd rather not. <laughs> I'd rather be comfy." Yeah. yeah <laughs> so, so, so tell us about that. How how is that? How has that emerged in your life that you value resilience? I think I've definitely noticed that avoiding pain doesn't actually bear fruit in the long run and that you just keep on circling the same bush or, you know, you just keep on um, coming up against the same problems if you don't learn to deal with them. So I think it's a desire, a personal desire for freedom and for real growth um, that I've wanted to learn how to how to really face things, um, and I yeah what I what I really enjoyed about just in learning what resilience was um, was that ability to feel negative emotions. I think that is something that we're not good at, um, mm. and it's because it's so hard. It's almost like we need God even more, like to help us through feeling negative emotions and um when we bring them before him it really makes it bearable and yeah and i think that is when true growth happens but i think um it like the more relationship we have with him the more we also know and can discern the difference between whether we're in a hard situation that he actually wants to deliver us from or when we're in a hard situation that he has us there for a purpose. And I think because we have the Holy Spirit in us, we can, we do know, we do actually know the difference. We just have to kind of ask him to make it clear. Now, I would love to ask you more about this. How do you know the difference then? Uh, Because this sounds super important. How do you experience the difference between and, and, and decide this is a thing that God's doing, this is a thing that God's saying, or, mm. or, or leading me through versus mm. this is just a thing that's happening that I want to pray against and I don't want you yes. know, God wants me to be somewhere else. How do you how do you work that out? Well, I think if I look at Moses, the first thing that comes to mind is that I think that he brought them both to God, whether it was something he just wanted to go, a horrible thing he wanted to go away. You know, like, so I think that we can bring both to God, even if it's something that maybe he has put it in our lives and we say, can you make this go away? Just like Jesus did, said, like, can you make this cup 
pass, but your will be done. So, um, yeah, I think God wants us to involve him in it all. Mm. But um, if it ties in with words, like say, for example, for us moving countries, it's Mm. really hard moving countries. Um, So that's a hard thing. But because we receive prophetic words about it, I know Mm -hmm. that it's a hard thing that he wants us to go through because he's building character and he's doing things in our lives, like in our family. So I think that also, um, you know, when it's something that you, you have to remind yourself, Oh, this, I remember this was God. Like he did say this. So this is for the greater good to be going through this. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, because prophetic words mm. are extremely powerful yeah. when we can trust them. I guess uh, I, I'm wondering if there's anyone, if there's someone listening who goes, yeah, but maybe you know, we'll want to keep digging into the rabbit hole here of going, but how do you know it's a good prophetic word? Mm, and, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I think we have that, we might have this sense of, of weighing up. And, and, yeah. and I wonder if it's possible to, to just put into a few words sort of mm. how how that how that happens how, how do you get a sense that the words from god uh, and, mm. and how do you throw away the ones that are that just don't yes. seem right because it doesn't seem like you're doing it on the basis of comfort and it doesn't seem mm. like you're doing it on the basis of things that just make you feel good yeah i think you you know also asking god um sometimes you know i think of like gideon who had those fleeces and he tested a few times like i think we can actually if we get a prophetic word we can ask god can you give me another word to confirm this <laughs> okay yeah um, did that happen did that happen when you yeah, were weighing up moving yeah. abroad oh wow yes yeah so they were you know caleb received words individually i received words individually we received words together and all from different people so that definitely helps and i know that's not you know obviously like when it comes to moving countries that's a massive decision and Mm. it affects your children it affects like there's a lot of knock-on effects so we needed to be very clear um Mm. that it was god but i think with other things you know if you do get a word um maybe you could just bring it to people you trust and ask Mm. them like what do they discern and I think if you if you've brought it through, um, before, maybe one or two other people, and they discern it's also true, or they would maybe discern, oh no, this is this isn't life giving. This mm. isn't from the Lord. Yeah, I'm feeling like that's really helpful. I'm feeling like I ought to ask you also about hope. The word hope comes to mind mm-hmm. um, when I think about how we deal with prophetic words. Um, because as we as we're trying to weigh up whether or not something applies to us, whether or not it's from God, to, how does it work with connecting with hopes that we might already have, or, or things that we might even just hope for, but not think we could do personally? Mm. Do, do, do you do you see any sense of, of of hopes that you have that have that have sort of been brought to life by prophetic words, maybe in your story or maybe in Moses' story? Yeah, I think both, yeah, both in my my story and Moses' story, that the prophetic words did birth hope, definitely. Like um, for myself personally, like I I think I was sensing basically with Caleb and I went on a, we went on a family trip in twenty nineteen to America, and in that time we just felt like something in both of us. We were just like 
something the penny dropped and we realized we're gonna we need to move um to another country like we need to as a family live in another country for a while and that was kind of the start of it but then like holding that up in prayer and saying god um is this you that, you know, the fact that we both just had this feeling at the same time. And then we journeyed with that, you know, from 2019 till 2020, I think um, when Caleb, so it's maybe a year of just praying and just making small shifts and testing things out. And then, so the prophetic words kind of came later as confirmation. Um, So that's just using that as an example, but I definitely think that it's kind of like it builds. So you get something, you get a feeling, then you pray about it, then you maybe get confirmation, then you pray about that, yeah. and you get another. Yeah. So, um, and I also feel like that's very much like what Moses, you know, Moses' life was like a conversation with God all the time. And when he felt like God had given him this word, but then it was backfiring he turned to God again and he was like, Hey, but you said this, so why isn't it happening? And, uh, and I think that's beautiful that, um, yeah, that, that was like a dialogue. That's very interesting, isn't it? Yes. Yes. The, the idea that someone with faith, someone like Moses, maybe, maybe, well, I'm sure someone like you, maybe hopefully one day someone like me could also have that much faith that, that we'd hear a word from God, receive a word from God, and really be defined by it. So mm. that if, if life throws up something else, you go, no, nah, that's not right. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over there. I'm, I'm going that way. <laughs> you know. Yes. Yes. And that connects with resilience as well, doesn't it, I guess? Uh, yes. Does that help us on the journey somewhere? Yeah, I think that really helped Moses be resilient was that he remembered God's promises and and mm. when he maybe when he forgot them he asked God to remind him um but but really that was what um enabled him to endure so much uh pushback and opposition was just that he kept on returning to God's promises and mm. God's God kept on reiterating, I promised this to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I said that I would give my people Canaan and I keep my promises. And so that obviously was also something just even in their culture that they were aware of those promises that God had given to their their predecessors, their forefathers. Um, And so I think that was maybe very much wired into their thinking as a as a culture I, I i guess i imagine um but yeah but moses obviously chose to really hold on to them and yeah right. that's that definitely was what helped him just endure all of the um, grumbling and groaning of the people and all of the back the backlash and everything that sounds super important i i've just got two more questions then mm. one is are there promises that you have that you feel apply to you that that you that you're determined to hold on to and you'll and you'll push through difficulties no matter what because 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 that's what you're holding on to what can what can you share with us about those promises i think for me it's um it's kind of general about just um how god sees me and who i am because of um, being in Jesus so like for me it's often a thing of if there's an area in my life where I need breakthrough 
then um, just knowing that like in Jesus, that breakthrough is already has been given to me, but sometimes I still need to work to access it. But just having that faith that um, like we are seated in Christ, <laughs> that's actually mm. the biggest promise. <laughs> and, um, and so that, I think that has helped me in so many situations in my life where I have felt stuck just to be like, but in Jesus, you know, am I really stuck in this? And is this thing, you know, insurmountable and it never is. So that is, that's the promise <laughs> that we can all hold on to. Yeah. Well, that's huge. Yeah. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so my last question then is for someone who's listening to this, who doesn't, right now have a sense of promises from God that are really sort of shaping them and defining them and, and helping them push through difficulty in life. How does, how, how can, how can they get, and how can I get um, mm. more in the way of a pro, those sorts of things? Where do they come from? Mm. How, how can we get them? I, I really think that God wants to speak to us. So first and foremost is hearing from God ourselves. And that is, through reading the scripture and as you read the scripture things come up that maybe stand out to you promises God's given other people in the bible and you know you can say God I want I want to hold on to that for myself and um he's generous you know he's not he's not just going to give one person promise he wants us to take those good things and own them for ourselves so I think through reading scripture um and then you know I think we can always ask people if we're needing encouragement, we can ask people who have a gift on their lives um, to hear from God, to, to pray for us and to encourage us. And, you know, so including other people in the journey, there's, that's also important. We don't just have to be on it on our own, but I think it is definitely a combo. Like hearing from God for yourself is really valuable. And there's nothing as beautiful as just that intimate, like hearing God speak, to your heart um but it is nice to get some confirmation so i think asking people for input is also a beautiful thing uh, absolutely yeah thank you for that and i and i love that we are part of churches in bristol that really value and really believe and put that belief into practice that god speaks to us today Mm, that, absolutely. That, that we're not just sort of turning up to read a book yeah <laughs> uh, that that we're that we're that we're growing this sense even like I, I, would you consider yourself an expert in hearing from god or are you still there i feel i'm still learning <laughs> yeah yeah and i think and it's also just different phases of life like i feel like before mm. i had kids um i feel like i heard god much more clear i think my head wasn't as busy and my life wasn't as busy so i had time you know um so but yeah so i think um at my in my current phase of life it's a little bit less but i think as my children get older and more independent i'll have more capacity to just wait on god and hear from him again (laughs) i wonder if your your position isn't that different from someone someone like moses with a lot of responsibilities Mm. who's needs someone to draw them aside every now and again say Mm. actually (laughs) of all this stuff maybe we need to rearrange the stuff yeah. Uh, but in terms of your purpose and the things that God's doing with you, a mm. a plus, a star. 
yes, you, you could be doing um, like a like a ton of things and maybe just see the significance of some of them later on. I don't know. Mm. Who knows? Absolutely, yeah. And I think I think that God really does have grace for our different seasons and he still speaks to us. He's he's kind, you know, he'll speak to us in different ways in different seasons. And so it's definitely like not that I don't hear him at all, but it's just um it is I just hear him in a different in different ways hmm. now than I did before. And I'm sure it'll just keep on evolving. Um yeah, but I think um, it's really exciting. I'm really excited, like you said, what for what God's doing in Bristol. I've been really excited just seeing um, like a hunger in people to to hear from God and to um, yeah to prophesy to speak into other people's lives. So I'm here for more of that. Can I sneak in one more question? Yeah, come sure. to mind. You said that. What's your What's your hope for what life might be like in bristol uh because of the way god works through people from what i've discerned like i i think i always just feel like hunger is such a good thing so you know god wants us to hunger after him and then he wants to satisfy our hunger so um i think the more we cry out to him and ask him to move and you know, the more he, like, blessed are those who are who hunger and thirst for, you know, there's the kingdom. So um, I definitely think that hung, there's a hunger stirring from what I see in amongst people in Bristol and and God will respond to that hunger and, mm. and his kingdom will come. And the problems that need to be solved, the, thing, the things that will look like problems today that you mm. hope might not be problems so much, in a year's time mm. anything anything in particular well i have really enjoyed seeing just in observing since coming here in how people um believers res- are responding in very practical ways to the needs around them and so um i think that god definitely inspires solutions in us also when we seek him um, just like I also said in the talk, you know, like God brings his he- heaven's perspective and an answer that we never anticipated. So, um, yeah, I think I love I love seeing what all the things that seven are involved in the food bank and um, Christians Against Poverty. And um, and I really just see those things growing in you know, the bridges um all of those things are just beautiful expressions of god's solution yes. to the to the issues yeah yes very good. I mean, i'm again thinking about to moses story i'm thinking there was a pretty clear finish line for mm-hmm. moses to have done this job wasn't it it's was like it, the promise was you you're going to be a people that's going to live in a place there's the place <laughs> so mm. you'll know when the promise is fulfilled because you'll be there mm. and, and 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 i wonder what our sense is of What's the place, or what's the different sort of life that we that we that we do? We have a clarity about that. Uh, mm. Like, how is life different next year? Should be different next year from how it is now. I'm, mm. for example, I'm a governor of school, and mm-hmm. and one thing I see because I'm there, I would uh, is simply how much disadvantage and uh, it, we're still suffering the effects of lockdown, and mm. and children feeling behind. 
and mm. and uh and and people who should be advanced a certain amount in their in their reading and writing and other learning um mm. we, we we want that to be different mm. and we'll know it's different we're, one way of knowing that's different is we'll see the stats go up for the for the reading and the writing of the maths but another mm. way is 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 the more sort of qualitative sort of you know knowing knowing that people are developing confidently knowing that mm. people aren't just worried about themselves but are good at serving others and and mm. and knowing that people aren't sort of just uh, and they locked into a particular culture or whatever that they've just inherited from home but the doors have opened to all sorts of other things that, that are going on in bristol um mm. and and whether that's arts things or music and dancing or uh you know ways of uh just other ways of living other ways of uh, of having fun um mm, you mm. know that's that's we've got a vision that that we go well we'll know when we get there because life will be like this <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and i and i'm certainly kind of i know how reliant i am to be mm. able to you know on god to be able to give me the energy yeah. to get anywhere near that yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah i think i think um it's it's very interesting, and I think I would la- love to study the story of Moses even more. Obviously, it's there's just um, endless amounts of things to to dig and delve into. But um, something that that I've read and and heard is you know that Moses represented the law. Obviously, God gave him the law, and um, and Joshua is you know the name Yeshua which is actually the name of Jesus and so almost as a prophetic picture Joshua was the one that took people into the promised land and I think it can be like symbolic of the fact that Moses couldn't go into the promised land the law you know um, obeying the law like in our own human goodness we can never enter the promised land but through Jesus he is the gateway Yeshua into the promise and he you know he's the he is the promised land so i think um i think that metaphor is is that wherever we take jesus we're bringing that kingdom god's kingdom to earth um Mm. and we yeah we take him with us wherever wherever we are yes and it's never just about our ideas and how we think the world ought to be better Mm. Mm. jesus has shown us a away that yes. goes well beyond what i could have imagined yes. <laughs> possible right and so so yeah it's amazing yeah well let's look forward to more of that that sounds yeah that sounds great so thank you thank you so much for joining us jess and i hope you come back soon yeah. and uh next week we're going to look at another famous biblical leader a different kind of leader uh famous for different things a different kind of person, but God was doing lots with him. We'll find out more about that next week. Hope to see you then.